Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Season 2, Episode 9 starts now. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jamie Girac. Good morning. <laughs> Something like that. Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. And Aaron Perrine. Oh, boy. It's all fun and games. So the Obi-Wan trailer drops during Phase Zero. I went to bed last night praying to whoever may be listening, whoever. I don't know at this point, but wishing and begging to wake up for a Thor 4 trailer so we'd have something to talk about. But the drought is almost over, people. We're almost into actual content territory for the first time since December, since Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home sent us off on our own with nothing to talk about except some vague MCU updates. We have MCU news this week. We actually have a little exclusive clip that's debuting here on Phase Zero today, so that's cool. Uh, But we're going to run through some news. And you know what? We're going to talk about the Batman because we liked the Batman and we want to talk about it. We'll save it for the end of the show. So if you haven't seen the Batman, you don't want to talk about it. Don't worry about it. You'll know when we're getting into that. It's coming at the very end. Uh, but there's just not a lot going on on the Marvel front right now. The drought is so close to over. I know when I'm seeing Morbius. I know when I'm seeing Moon Knight. Uh, we're going to get everybody on here as as seeing all the content so we can react to it together, hopefully. Uh, Disney, please let us watch everything together. Uh, and, yeah, so, uh, yeah, anybody else? How's everybody's week going? Everyone doing okay? Going good. Everyone in the chat is concerned about your TV. Like, I know I asked you before we started, but everyone's like, Feige took his TV. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I said too much. Feige showed up and he said, next time it's the car. Uh, But no, I, um, (laughs) Eleanor has been, my girlfriend has been staying over all week and we brought the TV downstairs so we could just play Fortnite in the same room uh, because we're real adults here. That's what you do when you're 30. You just play Fortnite with your girlfriend, and you don't have nothing to complain about. I'm gonna be honest with you; it's a pretty good life, um, but it's just a pain to move that TV up and down. I actually broke parts of Hogwarts while I was taking oh. it, so I, the pieces are like under there. I don't want to get into it right now. It was very kind of a metaphor, anyway. You know? yeah. yeah. So, so Hogwarts is broken. Um, <laughs> but let's. Uh, we got a really weird news story to start us off here. Um, Aaron wrote the story on the site, so Aaron's going to take this one. Okay, uh, so I, I was not anticipating uh, talking about Ryan Coogler being handcuffed outside of a Bank of America in Atlanta this morning when I woke up, but that's where we ended up. Um, TMZ reported at first that a Black Panther director uh, got detained by police in a case of sort of mistaken identity that just shows you how weird our uh, world is, so he went into the branch to go get a, a, a withdrawal and he had his hat on his sunglasses because if I had directed Black Panther, I probably would have on sunglasses I had on side too and his mask because we still out here, y'all. And 
he wrote down on a deposit slip for the teller because he didn't want to just say, hey, I'm trying to take out about 12 grand. Go ahead and give that to me here on the open floor. So as soon as I step outside, someone can sucker punch me and take my money. Um, he asked politely for the teller to do it back, like in the back room as to not arouse like sort of attention. Um, there is a, I learned something about banking today. Apparently when you take out 12 grand at most bank institutions, they register that like it's a attempted bank robbery. And so the teller, not knowing what's going on, not knowing who he is, cause you can't tell because of his face, told her supervisor, they called the police. They detained Ryan Coogler, put the cuffs on him. They detained the people who were outside waiting for him in the SUV outside. And then after a conversation, they let him go. Um, and it was like this sort of re- sort of um, resolved the entire thing. He uh, told Variety that he was like sad that it didn't need to happen and that him and Bank of America had a conversation and they have addressed it to his um, sort of uh to his satisfaction and that he's ready to move on he's fine um nothing bad happened but it's kind of a wild situation wild story in our mile in our like you know marvel orbit uh did you guys see this before we got on yeah i saw i saw this uh in the news i read your article about it and i mean obviously the first assumption here is like we're just thinking coogler was profiled for being a black guy asking for a lot of money and they called the cops it's like bro what (laughs) what (laughs) i mean i don't know they're blaming it on a computer but i don't know it's weird you need to get my buddy in here who works at key bank to talk about the intricacies (laughs) of anybody (laughs) bank of america (laughs) come on and share the the standard procedure for big withdrawals i've never withdrawn twelve thousand dollars i don't know I don't know what the most one time ever I withdrew my entire savings and it was $5,000 and I bought a car. Uh, and then uh, I, I, that was okay. But 12, I don't know. That's weird. That seems, that seems uh, there might've been a race issue involved there, but I don't know. That's scary because you also, you look at it like he, you're glad he's okay. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. that could be like, you know, if the cop, if you get the wrong cop who comes in with a, coming in and coming in hot, I guess is the way to say it. Then you could, it could go way worse than that than coming to a satisfactory conversation. I'm yeah. glad he's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it was just very, very weird story. Cause I, I don't know, like you said, like uh, anyone in here ever withdrawn anywhere near that amount of money. I would be like, what? <laughs> I'm sure that the teller doesn't get people asking for 12 grand very often either. Like, you know, right. that's a very mm-hmm. weird request. Like what? Why specifically 12? Like, what are you doing? What, what's going on? My father always says that if you're at an ATM and you're getting big bills out or like small bills out in that amount, nothing good is happening. But he was just doing his thing, just being a normal guy. I don't know. It was very strange. The entire I, I, And like, you got to know, like, he doesn't, why, why would you want to, you want to take your $12,000 out as discreetly as possible so people don't know you have $12,000 in your pocket. That's a lot of making you a target. Like yeah. people will want to rob you. I, I, in, in South Carolina, we had an ATM machine that was outside of like the main, um, like, I guess, campus dining hall stuff. And it was like at night, they'd say, don't go to the ATM, even take out $20 because people would get robbed at the ATM for pe- because they, they know you have all that. You, they have any money in your pocket. I can't imagine carrying 12 grand. That's a lot of money. But yeah, that's a, a weird story. And it sounds like it's we've heard the end of the story. Coogler is it has has 
talks Bank of America, I guess. Uh, whoever whoever Boa is, but uh, <laughs> he's okay. Mr. America. <laughs> yes, obviously. I'm picturing Mr. Monopoly being like, <laughs> yes. well, we made it. Yeah. With an evil twirly mustache. This is Absolutely. gonna make an amazing, amazing Black History Month commercial next year where it's him and it's Anthony Mackie trying to get oh, money out of a oh, bank. God. It's gonna be like a great, uh-huh. great ad. It's just the weirdest hey. thing of like you direct a billion dollar movie and you still have stuff like this happen to you. Like that's just yeah, wild. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, if they if, if Cougar ends up getting paid for it, I guess that's a, at least a consolation. Like I don't know if there's anything that can make up for living with that, but uh, but glad he's okay. That's a yep. weird story. It comes from the Marvel family as Black Panther director Ryan Coogler is obviously the subject here, but we're glad he's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a crazy story. If you want to read more about it, the story is on comicbook.com slash Marvel. Aaron wrote it. Uh, you can go get all the details if you think you want to know more. We didn't cover it, but yeah, that's just a, it's just a weird story. I'm glad he's okay. Um, all right, moving on. Shang-Chi had concept art that featured Deadpool and Proxima Midnight. If you don't know who Proxima Midnight is for some reason, why are you listening to the show? Uh, no, she <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Coon played Thanos' daughter, one of the children of Thanos, the blue and white and like the black horns and uh, all that kind of the crazy getup. She was slaughtered by Wanda Maximoff in Wakanda when, when Wanda took their crazy underground like razor blade things that were as tall as my house and <laughs> had her blue blood splatter all over Black Widow, um, RIP. And so Deadpool was there too, which is interesting because Deadpool is not in the main MCU universe yet. Uh, or is he? Uh, <laughs> no, he is not. This is seemingly just um, just a, a placeholder piece of concept art for the battle scene that ended up being Abomination and Wong. This is what artist Andrew Kim, who made that concept art, said in an interview with Chatterbox Film. Well, long story short, sorry to disappoint you, but there was no involvement of Deadpool or Proxima in the early going when I was designing the Fight Club. My production designer mentioned to me that we could see other Marvel characters fighting in the ring when we first revealed the scene. Deadpool and Proxima was my idea to put in as I thought their dynamic fighting styles could be a perfect fit for a ring like that. And Deadpool's red was a nice pop against the bluish background. So it was just a concept artist having fun doing concept art. So no, Deadpool was never actually almost in Shang-Chi. But he, I think we'll see Deadpool soon. I think Ryan Reynolds has filmed something and he's not told us about it. So actually we're going to talk about that. I actually also want to play a clip. We're going to have two things to talk about. This is from my Adam project interview, which was a great film. Um, with Ryan Reynolds. I want to play this clip real quick. Hey, man. And as I head out of here, they'll kill me if I don't say Deadpool to you again. So I got to ask in partnering with Sean back to back. And I love both those films. He, I know Hugh brought you two together. How do we get all three of you into Deadpool three? Any chance to make that happen? That would be amazing. Um, I say, you know, write to Kevin Feige, care of Marvel Cinematic Universe at what order Buena Vista way. I don't know where it is, (laughs) But, but yeah. That'd be nice. That would be a dream. That'd be a dream come true. Well, thank you to Ryan Reynolds for playing along. I know he can't say anything and I know he's getting Deadpool questions all day. And I know that if I don't ask about Deadpool, I will come back to a Slack message from Joe, who all three of you know, Joe, Uh, our listeners don't know Joe, but it would be like, you didn't ask him about Deadpool. You're fired. But he wouldn't be satisfied. And you always want to make your boss happy. Uh, Even if you know, you're not going to get a great, Final 10 <laughs> seconds of your interview. But yeah, uh, I wrote that letter to Kevin Feige. Feige wrote back. He took my TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, yeah, anyway, uh, is there anything we want to talk about on Deadpool? Like, do you guys, I, I think he's going to show up soon. I think he already filmed something. 
I, I completely agree. I will say, like, I'm glad that the concept art for Shang-Chi was just concept art, because if Deadpool had found a way to be in that movie, that would be the only thing we would be talking about. Like, there would be no, like, conversation and appreciation of the story in and of itself. It would be like, oh, my God, Deadpool's in the MCU now. So... I'm glad it was just concept art. I know Patrick Cavanaugh, who works at our site, wrote a really good piece around like the rise of Skywalker and Endgame of like concept art is not a deleted scene. A lot of it is just developmental stuff and just suggesting ideas. And so this was obviously something like that. Now I do want to see Deadpool and Proxima fight, even though that never is going to happen because that is kind of a cool visual. But it is this thing of like, I am so glad that didn't happen in this movie. I do feel like they did Carrie Coon dirty. So I would like yeah. to <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like multiverse her and bring her back because she's like such a good actor and Mm -hmm. she didn't get to do anything in those movies. The Mysterio concept art is a deleted scene to me though. Oh god. Oh Oh, boy. Oh boy. (laughs) I think there's so much smoke around Deadpool that there has to be something coming. It's so there's so much noise around some around all this X-Men stuff now that we gotta get it some point like sooner or later. I, I also am kind of glad that he wasn't in Shang-Chi just because the first five things we would have posted coming out of Shang-Chi would have been like, what does this mean? Like, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Why is he, why was he here? Um, yeah. Instead of just letting the story like kind of breathe on its own. So yeah, like something like Multiverse of Madness is the perfect place for him because it's literally in the title. It's like, it's expected. Don't, don't put him in someone's first movie, their debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's not fair. <laughs> I do agree. That would have been the only thing, the biggest thing talked about after Shang-Chi. Um, that said, we don't talk enough about where Abomination went. Like <laughs> We all just forgot about that. Where is Abomination at? Who what was in the actual scene that this concept art represented? We're going to find if, out very soon. Exactly. Yeah, we're going to find out sooner than later. Multiverse of Madness. Like, what if... Like what if every character that's ever existed is in this movie? <laughs> Everyone and is until Cruise. they're not at this point. <laughs> so for for those of you non-sports fans, like the NBA did a thing where they had all like the top 75 and the people who couldn't be there were just like a slideshow of them like waving at the crowd with blazers <laughs> on. That's the middle part of Multiverse of Madness. Every Marvel person that's ever appeared in anything just waving, like, hi, what's going on? <laughs> I'm just I'm looking forward. I'm I, just, this. Huh? <laughs> I just want to see Abomination like in his full monster form, but just with like a little tie going to court, like and and She Hulk is representing him in court. Like that is just the mental image I keep having of him being in She Hulk until I am proven wrong because that is just delightful to think is, of. Just is it a, a clip tie on, Jenna? Yes, absolutely. We don't know how it clips on, but it somehow does. Yeah. Oh, I think we have breaking news. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, I added it to the rung down. I wasn't sure oh, where we wanted oh, to put oh. it in there. BD yeah. is Nova and Multiverse of Madness. Wow. <laughs> Christopher Abbott yes. is set to play the foreigner in Craven the Hunter. So Craven the Hunter has a villain, which is weird in itself. Uh well, okay. Any thoughts? Any immediate reactions here? I know nothing about the foreigner, so like I, I have no idea. But I don't know. I will say that actor's first movie was Elizabeth Olsen's first movie, Martha Marcy May Marlene, which is a fantastic film. It's hard to watch. It's dark, but uh, I highly recommend Martha Marcy May Marlene if you're trying to learn more about that actor. There, there's Martha so Marcy much May casting May around this. Craven. They're actually, this movie's actually being made. I know. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to look up the foreigner real quick here so I can get us a quick fandom version of this character. Um, little is known about the past of the assassin and mercenary. It calls himself the foreigner. It is established, however, that he was formerly married to international 
mercenary silver sable oh that brings it all together already after the divorce the two continued a semi-serious game of trying to assassinate each other by using various means so it's their mr and mrs smith that's cool (laughs) um he looks like a gambler this is cool i'm gonna educate myself a bit more on the foreigner uh but all right well the foreigner played by christopher abbott in the craven the hunter movie which swears it actually exists Um, I love Silver Sable, so as long as we have something connecting to her, I'm I'm happy. I guess well, I still it, this movie still doesn't feel real, but yeah. Yeah, isn't well, isn't Black Cat and Silver Sable supposed to be in Sony's plans too? Yeah, they like they were going to get their own movie, and then it was like we're splitting them off into they're each getting their own solo. But nothing has happened since then. Like it is all just kind of just dead in the water until we hear otherwise. It seems like. And they wonder why we wonder. All right. Well, that's the breaking news. Wow. Uh, I bet you something more exciting will come as soon as we end the show today. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, this, we have something exciting to talk yeah. about now, yeah. right yeah. this second. <laughs> and it's the biggest rumor that's ever been rumored in the <laughs> history of the universe. And that's uh, the rumor that Scarlet Witch is getting her own uh, project uh, again, I guess you could say <laughs> at this point. Um, and it was reported by My Time to Shine, and uh, they've been right before. And, uh, and the thing is, it's like, there's so many places this could go. I mean, you know, with X-Men, with uh, House of X, we've got the Children's Crusade, the the James Robinson uh, run from 2015 to 2017. There's so much juicy Wanda content. It's just Scarlet Witch. And also that comic, if you haven't read it, is one of the most visually stunning things I've ever read. So on film, oh, it would be so great. Oh my God, you guys. If like, I, I was just saying this to Tony yesterday, which is like, it's, Wanda trends on Twitter every single day. Why wouldn't they give her more to do? It's going to make so much money. Poor poor Benedict Cumberbatch. Everyone's excited for Wanda for, for Multiverse of Madness. Uh, she's just, it's her moment. Time to shine. And yeah, give her more to do. What do you guys think? I, I love this if this is true, because it's one of those things of like, especially depending on where she ends up in multiverse, I feel like there's so many different places you could take her character. Like, I think Children's Crusade would be a really cool like point of like inspiration to kind of go with like especially with her kids being involved in like the young avengers of it all but like jamie said there's so much that you could do and it is just very cool i totally agree though like she and nightwing are constantly trending on twitter all the time so it's just like give them both solo projects like we deserve it at this point the people want it let it happen yeah plain and simple i mean i don't it's hard to imagine recapturing the wandavision magic ever again the circumstances for that were so the show was so brilliant for the time that it came out we were all mostly still at home. We were all watching together. We were fiending for Marvel content. The show delivered. Um, and it's hard to imagine recapturing that magic from any of the Disney Plus shows. That said, it really launched Wanda into a new tier of superstar in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think they'd be crazy not to. I mean, they're giving everybody a show and a, and a, or a spinoff or something. So I believe that this is true. My Time to Shine has, has uh, this is a Twitter account, by the way, if you guys aren't familiar with it called My Time to Shine. They just kind of drop random Marvel scoops and leaks and things like that, spoilers. Uh, So you can go look at it. I'm not going to run through the things that they've tweeted before um, because some of them are very spoilery, but a lot of them have been accurate. So I do believe this is probably true that there is a new Scarlet Witch project on the way. Um, So, yeah. I I do have one, one question, though, too, is just that, it can't just be one. 
Like she's <laughs> popular enough now where it would probably have to be like a trilogy where WandaVision or was the first part or whatever. <laughs> and then we give her something else. And then the third one. And she shared like Jamie's like in tears up on the I top know. of the screen. I don't know why huh? deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie just Princess Diana waving at all of us. Like Jamie's oh, running I'm out of tattoo space. You can only do so many Scarlet Witch projects before she's full. Oh man. Obi-Wan get, is next. Get to work. Ooh, get to work. Awesome. <laughs> I, I thought this children's crusade thing was going to be younger the young avengers project but it sounds like it's not going to be that they're going to be two separate things which is kind of awesome too uh that might fit into something we're going to talk about a little bit later but yeah, well, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm do a children's crusade and like what like the mceu one thing i've enjoyed about phase four is that there is a lot more crossover mm-hmm. like there is like there's just characters popping up with each other and it's not like we have to wait for an Avengers movie for it to happen. We're getting like, sure, maybe for all of them to come together, we may need that. But you can do a children's crusade and have like Billy be the main protagonist and Wanda kind of pop in and out of it and give her her own project as well. And I think you're going to start to see Wanda pop into various places, especially, I think, once mutants come into play, which I'm hoping Doctor Strange starts setting the stage for. But time will tell. We'll see. As as everybody told me about abomination, whatever. We'll see. Uh huh. Um, so speaking of young Avengers or young Avengers adjacent characters, um, so a now deleted social media post from a crew member on Miss Marvel showed one of the wrap gifts that they were given at the end of the at the end of the run, and it is it's very cute. It's a pint glass that's designed with like the logo of the Circle Q slushy. I'm like, that is a totally awesome thing. If they sold that, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Um, but it, then on the back of it, it says it has the Miss Marvel logo and it says season one. And so people are like, huh, does this mean that we are getting a season two of this show? I think it is totally possible. I think even when the show was initially announced, this felt like one of the few that was like Loki, hopefully like She-Hulk, the, where this could necessi- like this could justify having more than one season. But what do y'all think? Like, Do you think it would make sense to have a season two? Oh, I'm, I'm ecstatic. It, yeah, in any sense, it does. I feel like the reason it was probably deleted is because I, they probably don't want to announce it until let's see how the show is. Yeah. yeah. You know, we talked to in our Marvel rankings, we all talked about how that, that show we're not like, there's a lot of big question marks about that show. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it would be pretty premature to, to greenlight a second season of a show full of people no one's met yet. I want to comment. Jamie's VHS collection. I know. This, okay. When, when you see me with like all my Marvel stuff behind me, I'm at home. The VHS, I'm at Tony's. These are Tony's. Okay. Well, then I'm complimenting Tony's VHS collection. Yes. But they are organized in a way that it's like movies I like can be seen. Starman. Nice. That's a Jeff Bridges movie. Which? Starman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a Carpenter movie. Um, yeah. Virtuosity. Wow. Very fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of good what stuff. A collection. Wow. Nice. Uh, he needs to put them on a shelf, but for now, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> the furniture, the yeah. decorations, yeah. the decorations, like they count as like house plants. They're mm-hmm. all the same. It's all the same. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I think uh, I could see a season two coming here. I think that uh, after WandaVision was so successful, Falcon and Winter Soldier was pretty successful. I think uh, Loki, I think most of Disney Plus shows have been successful. They're like, well, we, we might need to do more of this and build the brand here. So Ms. Marvel seems like a character who they may intend to ha- have her stories on Disney Plus and then have her go into the Marvels for kind of more event films, I guess. I'm not really sure what the... I, we're still so new into, this, <laughs> into the, the shows stuff where it feels like the shows 
so far don't have those kind of crazy game-changing events for the MCU. Those seem to be saved for the movies through one year at least. Or what are we? Yeah, through one year. Yeah. Like Spider-Man, Black Widow, uh, Shang-Chi, and Eternals had kind of grander impacts on MCU than any of the shows did, right? Well, I guess we got Kate Bishop and she became Scarlet Witch, but I've always said you can go from of Endgame to Cap 4 and not watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you'll still understand Sam Wilson is Cap now and you know why that happened. You just get a deeper understanding of the character, which I appreciate and I love that, but the like the events seem to be safe for the movie. So we'll see how, I guess, Miss Marvel season one and the Marvels plays out and I think season two will happen. I think that was when it's deleted, you know, it's a mistake and it's, it's indicating something. I want to hear what Aaron thinks. Cause I know Aaron is like one of the biggest cheerleaders here for oh, Ms. Marvel. I'm so happy. This, this <laughs> means that there's hope. Like there's real hope. I, my hope is not misplaced. I still haven't had any of my dreams quashed from our rankings <laughs> episode yet. So that's, that's good signs for me. I hope, you know, um, and we all know that they have big plans for Kamala anyway, cause she's in the Marvels as well. And there's more and more weird sound bites coming out about that here now, which I'm just laughing because I'm like, we have more weird sound bites about Captain Marvel sequel that is a year away than anything about Thor, mm -hmm. which is very strange. I don't yeah. understand what's going on there. I'm sure there is a reason, but it, it is it is a strange sort of place to be. But I'm I'm just excited to see what there must be some level of confidence in the material behind the scenes. If you're going to go ahead and give everybody, you know, Congrats on season one. Here's season two rap gifts. There must be some level of confidence that your weird speculation on social media isn't quite, you know, communicating. So it's <laughs> it's a dub for me. Me and Matt Aguilar, chest bumping somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's and then there's me hoping for a Morbius sequel before it even comes out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick minute break here. We'll be back in a minute to talk about Thor 4, Daredevil in the MCU, and the Batman. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Graphics. They're so good. What? The graphics. They're just we really leveled up. Shout out to Peter, <laughs> uh, the new guy in town here who's who's been making some hella good graphics for phase year. I don't know if everybody in the audience has noticed the change. It's kind of impossible not to. Uh, <laughs> Peter Peter has a style mm -hmm. uh, that we that graphic design is my passion. However, <laughs> Peter has been killing it. 
Um, and also Richard made some great thumbnails for us before, but Peter is different, built different. Uh, I need Morbius to be good, man. That is a movie that I am like, <laughs> all your eggs in that basket. I know. Oof. My goodness. If that movie sucks, I'm, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Get uh, <laughs> it soon enough. And I will tell you honestly, if it's good, as soon as I can, uh, well, we got a few more news stories to talk about real quick. Okay. Bringing up Thor four, uh, Taika Waititi talked to variety about a little bit of it. And I buy a little bit. I mean, a little bit about it. Um, when asked like about it being finished or like when we can expect a trailer or release, he's like, you know, it's not finished. It comes out in July, probably into June. Yeah. You know, he's like, that's just how we do it. I believe is like after the quote. And I'm just like, they are holding all their cards so close to the vest. What is going on with Chris Hemsworth and Natalie? Like, what is happening? I want, I, it feels like we're, does it feel like anybody else we're back in the same time loop before there was a trailer for No Way Home? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But also it's like No Way Home, we knew that like the secrets they were trying to keep and like we had an idea. Yeah. Thor Love and Thunder, we have known since the day they announced it that Natalie Portman was like taking up the Thor mantle. They, we, there's so much, we know the Guardians are in it. I'm like, what are they? We even know the surprise cameos. I don't understand what they're trying to hide from us. Is it going to be something that we learn in Multiverse of Madness? And I, I just, I'm so confused. <laughs> it seems like a very straightforward movie. Give us a friggin' trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I I have thought the same thing. Is there like a multiverse of madness story that is like going to end up being like, that's why Jane is throwing this movie. It's not because of the same reason that we're thinking like, so I, 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 but I see no version of this where, where a Thor four trailer does not come out before mm -hmm. Dr. Strange. Yeah. But uh, the movie's less than four months away officially and there's no trailer for it. I don't think it's going to get pushed back or anything, but I, I I don't know where the trailer is. I was hoping today because Disney has one of their investor calls that they drop a trailer and we got Obi-Wan, um, which is cool, but I wanted Thor for the sake of this show. <laughs> I just, a real quick Obi-Wan side rant. Um, I've been collecting Entertainment Weeklies since high school covers. I, I posted a photo of like my huge collection and I'm really sad they're ending the print issues, but the fact that the final print issue of Entertainment Weekly is going to be Obi-Wan is like, the, mm -hmm. they could not have ended it on a better way. I'm sad, but I can't wait to frame it. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big week for Jamie. It it's really a big, big is. big week for Jamie, man. No kidding. <laughs> But no, it is the weirdest thing with Thor 4. Like when, when BD tweeted that it's exactly four months away, I was like, that is just very odd to think about when we don't really have anything official for this movie. Like we have that one poster that surfaced online that Taika was like, oh, it's just a very good Photoshop. We have Lego sets and merchandise, not even really a whole lot of merchandise. And like, that's all we really have to go off of. I think it's a thing where because of COVID, it seems like a lot of studios are trying to do like much shorter and faster marketing campaigns so that in the event of your movie getting delayed it's not this thing of like well we've been promoting this for two years of like a morbius situation of like oh we have to switch from far from home to no way home because we've been putting out trailers for so long so it's like if they are having to just play fast and loose and like just wait until people can actually like consciously process the fact that this movie is going to come out that's Fine. I just think we're not really used to it yet because we're used to like, oh man, it's six months out. Here's the first trailer. Here's another trailer three months out. And then it just keeps progressing from there. I, I think that there's almost no chance it gets delayed now. Yeah. 
because after the Batman happened yeah. and after Spider-Man, they're going to push this thing out through hella high water. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it would take like, you know what? Every theater in the U.S. got snapped. Like, that's what it would take for it <laughs> to get delayed. There's no way. Um, Give us a I, teaser. I, Just yeah. I don't need to see a lot. I don't want to see a lot. No. <laughs> Prove to me this movie's real. <laughs> It's just Chris Pratt and Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, and then Korg via VFX eating chips on a couch. Like, when it's yeah. done, and that's it. That's all you get. If you just did like a music video, like what James Gunn did for Guardians 2, like if that was literally the trailer, I would be content. Like, don't show me anything of actual footage. Just show me like everybody dancing to some like crazy song or something. What if they do the same thing they did? with Spider-Man and the post-credit scene for Multiverse of Madness is oh. the trailer for Thor 4. Nah, no. I don't want it. No. Like, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm just asking. I would so much, I, I find a trailer as a post-credit scene to be kind of lame. <laughs> I like having a scene. Yeah. Personally. Like it was cool to see the Doc Strange trailer, but it was also like, uh, I would have rather just seen a scene from the movie. Uh, yeah, but it can't be a musical scene. Oh, yeah, man. there are bad post credit scenes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've made my stance clear on how I think the trailer is popped out. I also think like the Strange trailer made sense because we had just seen Strange and Spider-Man. And so it's like, here's where this is going next. Of like, we had first Avenger and with the trailer for Avengers because that was where Steve Rogers was going next. I don't think it really makes sense unless a Doctor Strange character is in Thor and we don't know that. I don't know why you would then save that for the end. Uh, I also think like there's there's enough movies coming out between now and multiverse of like Sonic two and morbius and whatever else you can put a trailer in front of those movies and start getting people aware that it even exists i don't have a problem with post-credit scenes being completely unrelated to the movie we just watched i thought that was really exciting in phase one where you would just all of a sudden see a thor hammer or you would all of a sudden see like a cap reference or something um and then like what there was there's definitely been other instances of that as well i mean i think age of ultron had the ant-man thing Mm -hmm. Or Ant-Man had the Civil War thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they show a scene, uh, like um, like a Civil War scene uh, with, them, have, with um, them having Bucky. Like, but showing a scene is, is a little different. If, like a scene we might see eventually, I think, is more exciting than a trailer because you're, you're not going to get a full scene on the internet. You're going to get a full trailer on the internet soon. Yeah. yeah. We're all going to, go ahead. What's that? I was about to say, go ahead, Brandon. I think Thor the Dark World had the Collector getting the stones, and that led Mm -hmm. to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of related to Thor, though, because it had the Aether in it. So, I don't know. I I don't mind. I just, I prefer just a scene over a trailer. And I think uh, Doctor Strange, I think Morbius is going to have a cool post-credit scene. I think Doctor Strange is going to have probably pretty wild post-credit scenes. And none of them will involve singing and dancing on on Broadway. Wow. Wow. Mistake. They just brought Matt Damon back. (laughs) <laughs> I also like when it's a good bit. Like I love that yeah. the Iron Man three. You find out that his whole voiceover was him telling the story to to Bruce. I think that's funny or reveal. Um, I'm okay with like little bits. It's just uh, I just don't like the trailer thing. I'm okay with a bit as long as you give me another scene that is a tease. I like I like to to be able to speculate and think about what's coming. Mm-hmm. It's better for our show. <laughs> I, mean, like, I can't argue that. Have I, I like, lost my ability to just enjoy things without thinking about <laughs> how can we talk about them on phase zero? Welcome to being on the internet and being a content creator. Uh, right. Like, wow. but no, 
I was going to say like Shazam is the perfect example of like, you have the little bit of him trying to talk to fish at the very end. And then the mid credit scene is like, we're actually teasing like a villain that could be used later on. So yeah, I think like I'm in favor of having both as long as they tease something. Meanwhile, we had guardians too, where it was just like, here are six post credit scenes. Only one or two of them are really relevant. And then the rest are just bits. So I feel like there's so many different ways you could go. What do you, what do you think we'll see in the Thor four trailer? You think we'll see the guardians. You think we'll see Jane in the helmet and with the hammer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why not? It's not yes. like it's secret information. Exactly. Uh, you know, but if it was a Disney they, Plus show, if it was a Disney Plus show, they'd save it for the last five minutes. Van <laughs> <laughs> is all one right now. You both be all wallet. Uh, I, I think <laughs> I think that they they it is common knowledge, but we've seen them be silly about stuff. We just got done with Patrick Stewart lying to us for two weeks. Yep. We just got done. Like things are have been surfacing, like are swirling around for like a year and a half, and they're like, nah, we're not gonna give it to you in the trailer. All of us are like, wow, the lizard sure did take a hard right from nobody. <laughs> um, it's it just I I think you'll get at least Chris Pratt. I don't so know you all gonna edit the owner out of Jane's hand. She's thinking <laughs> <singing> something that, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a normal ball peed hammer. Mm -hmm. I, I see Jane being in costume akin to like Doc Ock showing up at the end of the first No Way Home trailer of like it was a thing we knew it was common knowledge but like general audiences didn't have any idea and so that was enough of a tease to kind of like leave them with something of like whoa I recognize that person and this is in a completely different context so I feel like it would be very similar to that like you just have that be the last bit in the trailer yeah yeah all right we got we got one more news topic here anybody else got a guy any Thor thoughts before we move on are they just going to go with the peacemaker, uh, peacemaker vibes for the music in this? Because the whole love and thunder thing <laughs> lends itself to the same sort of music. Yeah, I will happily take uh, a dance number opening with Hemsworth <laughs> and Portman and Thompson and Pratt and Saldana and all of them. So, like, do we really want to do? <laughs> I just want Gore yeah. doing like, the choreography like, too. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That would be hilarious. That would be so good. Um, so yeah, speaking of just the MCU in general and characters we could see again, um, Daredevil, there's always conversation about Daredevil, especially now that his move to Disney Plus along with the other shows is eminent. Um, Charlie Cox was at a convention appearance this weekend and he said not to pick it up after season three if you do continue Daredevil's story beyond just like a cameo context. And he was like, in keeping with a lot of things in the MCU, it's a good moment to have a few years pass. It's reimagined. It's slightly different. It's born again. Um, another part of the conversation this week, our Adam Barnhart, Daredevil expert, wrote a very good piece that I completely agree with, which is the Batman basically proves that Daredevil can be PG-13 in the MCU, which I was very surprised pleasantly that Adam went to that perspective because he has been one of the biggest champions for R-rated superhero movies. But I think there is definitely a way to, as we've seen with Disney Plus shows, with like Mandalorian cutting a guy in half with a door and like John Walker killing that guy with Cap Shield, like you can still have Daredevil be Daredevil in the confines of the MCU. So I, I would be very curious to see how they do that. What do y'all think about just what could be next for Daredevil? I agree with Adam <laughs> and Jenna. Yeah. I mean... You know, I don't think you need like bloody gore and F words to make Daredevil intense and gritty and stuff. I think in Mandalorian and other things have shown that. I hope they push it. Batman. Batman uh, in the first five minutes comes <laughs> as close to an R rating as it possibly could, right? Yep. There's 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 a very brutal scene and an F word in the first five minutes, and you're like, wait a second. Is this 
And it's not. It's PG-13. So I think there's definitely a way to do it. I don't think they're going to be dropping F-bombs on Disney+, Plus, uh, but who knows? You know, Disney sometimes likes to get <laughs> edgy. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll I feel like uh, Moon Knight's going to be a good indicator of how Absolutely. dark Disney Plus is willing to get. So I think, yeah. like, give us only a few weeks and we're going to have a little a better of an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sharon can cut me in half. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you, Layla. Thanks, Layla. Wow, well, I'm coming for the year. I'm going to see, I'm, I'm hoping to see, I'm, I'm probably going to see, I don't know if I'm going to talk to, I will probably feast my eyes on uh, Pedro Pascal this weekend at South mm-hmm. by Southwest. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm debating to bring baby Yoda with me and try like the comic <laughs> photo with yes. the actors and take a photo with him with, with, with Grogu. But, uh, is Nick Cage going to be there too? Nick Cage is also going to be wow. there. So jealous of you. I know. You're just going to be walking baby a, Yoda around the entire weekend. You just need like a baby Bjorn. Unfortunately, we did not get approved for interviews with them um, because the time was too tight. Uh, uh, but we did get approved for a spot on the red carpet to try to do interviews, which red carpets, it's just for everybody in the, in the, who's listening and watching who's never worked a red carpet before. Red carpets oftentimes suck as a reporter because you could stand there for like three hours and sweat or be cold or be uncomfortable because they're like this hog pit of reporters that are just crammed on top of each other. And sometimes celebrities will walk by and talk to everybody. Sometimes the movie starts at 7 p.m. and they arrive at 7.01. And the publicist will come by and say, hey, we have time for one question for all seven of you. And everybody goes and tries to put one microphone in front of everybody. And they'll say like, hey, what are you wearing? And it's like, well, that's not going to play well on comicbook.com. Or you just don't get anything at all. Uh, So who knows? I'm hoping that uh, we get to see Pedro and Nick Cage out there because I'll be out in Austin this weekend for South By. Um, I'm also going, I'm also doing some work with lost city and halo. So we'll have some cool stuff there on the site. Um, but hopefully, you know, we get that Pedro content to feed Layla. <laughs> uh, I get, get Pedro on phase zero. I, that's quite a crossover. I don't, I would love to see that happen. Um, I don't, I don't know how, what, how, the, what the pitch is there. Imagine if it was just getting him to talk about Oscar and Moon Knight, since they're such close friends. It's like, Ooh. do you just want Ooh. to talk about your best friend being in Moon Knight? Layla I just, I'm, melt. I'm sure Layla, Dissolve. like that would be her favorite episode ever. <laughs> we also have the opportunity. You can ask Nick Cage if Ghost Rider is going to be in Multiversal Madness. Yeah, Ooh. just put that out there. I mean, if I see him, that's that. It's that, and uh, when's when's your Superman happening? Yes. <laughs> we were we all had a meeting like two years ago like who our dream interview was oh yeah give me nick cage that is my mm-hmm. dream number one interview i just want to talk to that man so bad come out to south by and just say you're me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think so put a beat look beauty season we're out here mm-hmm. you know oh oh there it there is there you go <laughs> If I close my eyes, it was like listening to myself talk. I need that clip. That was so good. Uh, Oh, I wanted to point out from the Charlie Cox quote, whether he said it's born again. And that is obviously a Daredevil comic title, a Frank Miller book. Could he? Could that be the story we're seeing here? I mean, who knows? Charlie Cox knows what he's doing. That man loves Daredevil. He under, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a tease that that man knows something. I mean, elements of that were in season three, so it's like I don't know how you would then 
further adapt it. But like there are there's there's ways to play with the Canada Daredevil. Like I know he told Adam when he did his interview that he's like going back and rereading every Daredevil thing like since then. So I'm sure if we see him again in a solo context, there's gonna be a lot to draw from. He's yeah. just sliding BD envelopes addressed to to BD <laughs> with weird <laughs> cipher clues about what to expect in the next Daredevil uh, entry. <laughs> oh, Ben Affleck. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap this up here by talking about the Batman. Should we talk spoilers? I I would say no, just okay. on the opposite. Really we're, we're a Marvel yeah, podcast. It's hard, so hard I don't, movie. Yeah, hard yeah, movie. Because of the pandemic, not everyone can see it. Yeah. That's true. All right, so yeah. Batman reactions, spoiler free here. We're going to end the show talking about some DC stuff. It's the biggest movie in the world right now. It made $128 million. I don't think it's going to hit a billion only. I used to, but it's going to HBO Max in 45 days. So it needs to make like $125 million each week and more than that each weekend until then. To it, hit is, a it is at like 250 worldwide, I think. Like yeah. once they once they it put the international numbers in, it did get even more so. So we're like a quarter of the way there. Okay, so that's I mean 250 is a lot. Yeah, I'm real curious to see how week two does because I'm I, I, something I want to hear all of you guys talk about. The runtime it's long for me. It's three hours <laughs> is a long time, and like that's that's fun. Like it, it's still a very good movie, but three hours is a long time, especially for a movie that's this kind of dark and real and heavy. Um, and there's not a lot of levity to it, which is like doesn't make it any less of a good movie. But I do wonder families and repeat viewings. Like, I don't think you're going to have people as often going to see the Batman on repeat as you did with Spider-Man, which was a half hour shorter and a lot lighter of a film that was getting laughs from people and things like that. I'm curious to see uh, if that is a factor. So I felt the three hours. I don't know if it's going to hit a billion. I thought for sure it would. Uh, but then I saw those numbers and thought saw the 45 days on HBO Max till hbo max and it kind of made me think maybe it won't but it might it still might i mean it, i don't think that's actually something i should weigh in on until <laughs> the week two numbers and i already did so whatever i'm, I'm cursed i cursed I myself think, i think word of mouth will help it a lot like yeah. just seeing how it has been just over the course of the week it's like it, it is definitely the type of movie that when you hear people that you know talking about how much they enjoyed it it then increases your like ability to then go see it so i think i am very curious what the week two numbers will be but i think it does have legs even with it being on hbo max like I think people will still find a way to go see it and even afterwards because it is this thing where you can't you really need to appreciate it on a big screen like I cannot imagine watching it in broad daylight on HBO Max on your TV and like texting on your phone and doing whatever like you're not really appreciating the full experience if you're getting it that way yeah Jamie what do you think about it it was exactly exactly 100% what I thought it would be in terms of uh, a great movie with an amazing cast, a cast that was could not have been more catered to me, but it's not really for me. Uh, m comic book movies that are really serious just aren't my thing. Um, not, to, But the thing is, like, that's OK. Uh, I'm glad it exists. I don't need it. I don't need a goofy Batman movie. I have four goofy Batman movies that I watch <laughs> in a frequent rotation and that I have since I was a child. So I'm happy this exists for people who want dark and gritty and, and stuff. And I mean, it was really good. I don't have there are a few nitpicky things I could say, but I won't. Uh, but but because I am who I am, naturally, Colin Farrell was my favorite part of the movie. And I am so excited for his 
Penguin show. I cannot wait. Um, Arbats, my broody boy. We, we knew he was the king of brood, but it was fun <laughs> to see. Uh, Zoe was amazing. I mean, like Jeffrey Wright. I mean, God, the cast. Uh, I didn't really mind the runtime, although I do think the third act, it was like, God, this is just getting so bleak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sad over here. Uh, but um, but yeah, I have nothing negative to say about it. Aaron, what do you think of it? Uh, I, I liked it. I think Ari liked it a little bit more than me. Uh, my girlfriend liked it. We both went to see it here in the Central Coast. And I I would agree with Jamie that like the cast is like the strongest, one of the strongest parts of the movie. Like it's everybody's really, really giving it. Like, you know, Paul Dano is legitimately like unsettling through like all like basically all the entire movie. And then it makes it even funnier because I was more unsettled by him at the near the end than I was in the beginning. I was like, wow, holy crap, this is crazy. Also, man, I oh man, if you ever needed more proof that Jeffrey Wright needs to be in some of these Marvel things where he's just doing the voices, he, his <laughs> interplay with Robert Pattinson is so good. It really helps lift certain parts of the movie. Uh, you know, I thought they were going to kiss at one point. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, of course. There we yep. go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I really enjoy, I'm, I'm more along the lines of Jay where I, I don't really, like, you know, when it gets really, really dark, I'm like, well, you know, if I want to do this, I just go read Tolstoy, man. <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? Uh, but it, it does serve a purpose. And I think that I said this with Spencer, with Spencer Perry from the site. Michael, is that Giacchino is how you say his last yeah, name? Yeah, Giacchino. He's, yeah. he's got that Oscar, that sound design Oscar mm-hmm. on lock. That's already, go ahead and etch his name on the bottom of that. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It is so, so good. Like the sound design is in. <laughs> I think also an uh, uh, underrated part, it is. It's sad to say this in some ways, I guess, but I judge a lot of pop culture stuff based on the the audience things that can be generated from it, mm-hmm. and the tweets and the jokes <laughs> from this movie have been so good. They have been mm-hmm. so they put a smile on my face in a movie where it's not really catered to like laughter. Oh, the things I've read online, things we say, hilarious. It's Twilight so memes are back. I yep, know that's right. so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was waiting for him to like be in like them to stage something so he looked just like his character and it didn't happen which makes sense. there was not nearly enough him looking out of windows i'm like dang it we we're so close we could have had it all we almost did though good movie though yeah jenna what'd you think i i've seen it three times now um i have not seen an, a movie like that many times in quick succession since birds of prey and as people know that's entire my entire personality so um like we've bought the mondo poster we're buying the vinyl later today i'm seriously considering buying the hot toys i love this movie with every fiber of my being i i agree with like what what jamie and aaron said about the darkness but i think this is the first movie that gets how to be dark but also be campy at the same time because like the way that in like the way that jokes naturally reveal themselves in the movie while still being deathly serious are very true to like the golden age and the early days of how Batman comics were of like, everyone is so serious and so committed to what they're doing, but there are still these little moments of levity and humor there. I, 
I, I don't mind the runtime at all. I think having seen it three times, it does like the, the bits and pieces start to kind of click a little bit faster once you see it again. And there are so many more things to appreciate in every single scene. Like my boyfriend and I were talking the other day, the, there is only like li- really minuscule things that you could cut from the movie to shorten the runtime at all. But even then you still need them for the sake of like aesthetics or tension or whatever. So I don't mind it at all. I I'm excited to go see it again. I'm probably going to wait like another week or so just to really let it sit but i i adored it i do see a bit of irony in them letting matt reeves make a three-hour dark batman movie and snyder getting his completely chopped um i think uh, that was like that was just different people in charge of the studio yeah I no i know i know <laughs> yeah. i i i just I'm, i enjoy snyder's films as well i, I really like batman but i like yeah. snyder's movies and uh, I don't know that the Batman ever reached a level of action sequence that Snyder's warehouse sequence with Ben Affleck did. I still think that's my favorite action sequence. But the Batman, I think it's really, really good. Um, I think it's also a movie that I can respect for how good it is, but also won't end up being my favorite movie of the year. Like, I think it's just like Jamie said, it's not a movie that like caters to my tastes in films. But I, I, I think... I feel that less so than Jamie does. Like I still kind of enjoyed it a lot more. I went and saw it again in theaters. Um, but I, I don't know that it's going to be my number one of the year at the end of the year. It's probably my number one. It's definitely my number one right now. <laughs> well, um, it's the only thing that's come out this year. Yeah. I saw the outfit and that was very good oh. uh, with, with Dylan O'Brien and Zoe Dutchman actually doing interviews for that later today. So nice. if you have not heard of the outfit, which I'm assuming most of you have not focus features is a new movie coming out, which is actually very good. Uh, but I liked the Batman more. Uh, but yeah, I thought the Batman was excellent. I felt the runtime though. Um, <laughs> uh, last question, real quick before we wrap up: Do you guys want to see this be uh, just Gotham and expands the Bat Family and all the Batman Rogues Gallery of villains and stuff, uh, or or do you want to see it expand beyond that and eventually this be like DC's Iron Man and lead to a whole DC universe with a Justice League and other heroes and villains from Metropolis and? Stars, everything. Should this be isolated in its own or should it launch to its own universe? I can talk about this for like half an hour, so I'll let y'all go first. <laughs> I don't know. We have it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, whatever happens, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you know? I'm not like, yes, give me more. But, uh, but I'm not like, ill. <laughs> that is my official stance on the matter. <laughs> you have to have it a hard stance. It's the <laughs> internet. There's no nuance here. <laughs> um, me, me, and Jenna, and Chris, and and Nicole all had this long a conversation. Was it yesterday? Or was it the day before? It was yesterday. Twitter? It was yeah. yesterday. They all yeah. blend together. They all. They yes, all they do. <laughs> Gotham is the same. No uh, I. I I think that they said, was it last year when they said this, Jenna, that everything is canon, that everything yes. exists. There's yes. no prime universe anymore none of that stuff but we all know that when things are popular that some of these companies pivot to adjust for what's popular and the plans that might be the plans get thrown out of the window that is one of my concerns coming out of this movie because it is it is cool like the approach to gotham the world they've built the characters that they've got in here where it could possibly go all of it is fascinating but i don't want them to repeat some of the missteps that led to the stuff with the DCEU in the first place, which is just handing it all to one creator or even to 
committing to a plan and running before you can walk. I would like to see what Batgirl, Aquaman, well, and Black they, Adam kind of uncommitted like. to that plan. Uh, <laughs> they kind of uncommit to the plan so, yeah. as quickly as they committed to Ooh, it. God. But they still like outlined an entire slate that then never happened. Yes. And so yeah, so yeah. that that is a whole. No, I agree. I think this should be itself. one step. My, my stance is one step at a time on this. Mm-hmm. I would love to see this Batman end up in like a Justice League with other yeah. heroes and that can be made to fit into this world. I think it's weird how. They have such a hard time making Batman fit with other characters. But uh, in the meantime, I think you can, it doesn't have to happen in Batman 2. It doesn't even have to happen in Batman 3. But I am all for the Bat family. I'm trying to see some Robins. I'm trying to see, like, show me how Poison Ivy exists in this world. Show me, Mr. Freeze. Okay, I don't want Poison Ivy because I need Poison Ivy to be in the DCU so that I can get Margot Robbie in yeah. a Poison Ivy relationship situation. So what yeah, about so- put that yeah. out of the universe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my take on it like the the most truncated version i will say is that like i i view this the way that like comics view earth too of like this can exist in its own canon it is a little bit you know more um vintage than like a lot of the stuff that is set in the main universe it's a little more anachronistic and like kind of classic in that regard i see it being a thing where if if matt reeves is able to do his trilogy and all of the spinoffs in addition to that and then way 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 down the line it's like oh hey let's do another crisis movie and maybe have robert pattinson's batman like bump elbows with everybody else in the main universe that is the thing that i would love to see happen i don't need him to be integrated into this universe i don't need it to be a thing where those two canons like are permanently together but i would love for it to be a thing where he could still just hang out with people like if if the situation arises because then at the same time we're getting michael keaton back as batman and we're getting all of the canon with that and so i think he's going to be kind of the main universe's batman and we're going to see all of these sidekicks and villains that would come out of that and then rob's batman and matt reeves's batman is kind of doing their own completely different thing i i now want and for him to immediately this to happen (laughs) him immediately to go back to the reeves corner of things but if he was in the flash he (laughs) would be just like andrew garfield in mm-hmm. No Way Home, because he would be like, oh, we know we fought space gods and <laughs> there was all this other stuff. It was crazy. And he's like, bro, I just got a grappling hook. Do you know how hard <laughs> I worked to make this freaking grappling hook work? What the heck? He's just brooding in the corner like, yeah, man. Oh. So I want that, but I don't want him to interact with them anymore. I want him to just come here and be like, the the weird, did you guys see Christ on Infinite Earths? Yes. I know you have, Jenna, but yes. like when Grant Gustin met uh, Barry from DCU and he's like your costume looks so comfy that's yeah. it that's all I want absolutely you're so sharp why are you so sharp <laughs> <laughs> give that to us years down the road years absolutely. down the road yeah way anything different. that would happen with that is like way 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 farther away like they are so busy trying to build all of the pieces so that when that happens it's actually satisfying because otherwise mm-hmm. if you're putting the cart before the horse people aren't going to be as invested exactly I'm fully going to ask Dylan O'Brien about Nightwing today. Good. So. I was going to tell you when we were done recording. I was like, if you don't do that, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, he already said like he heard yeah. the rumor, but I'm going to ask like, what did you learn? Yeah. What do you know about Nightwing? Why would it be fun? Mm-hmm. And hopefully he'll be like, yeah, I know everything about this character because I'm already playing him. Um, <laughs> so, all right. That's what we're going to end today's Marvel show. Talking about the Batman. Uh, everybody <laughs> in the comment section, thank you so much for watching today's show. Make sure you follow the Twitch stream. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please leave five-star reviews. We appreciate you. And one day we'll have merch and remember you. And I don't know, Jim Viscardi will have to step out of his jail cell to get in the mail. We'll figure out how that will work. Jenna, any final words for today's show? 
uh, go go read some comics. Um, Turning Red is on Disney Plus this weekend. It is absolutely delightful. Um, I reviewed it. You can find our review on the site. Um, I highly recommend it. So check it out. I can't wait to watch Turning Red. It's so good. Aaron, final thoughts for today's show. Uh, at Summit Lake Hornet, you can follow us on Twitter as we debate how they're going to go ahead and throw out the baby with the bathwater uh, <laughs> in the coming months. Stay tuned. <laughs> huh. Jamie, you're up. Uh, Jamie Cinematics, a reminder to follow me on Letterboxd because I've been watching a lot of really fun old movies that uh, that you guys should check out. So keep an eye out. Uh, also, uh, Ana de Armas for Poison Ivy. That's my yes. final uh, final. <laughs> Oh my god! Yes, it only takes so much. After Zoe Kravitz played Catwoman, you <laughs> <laughs> can only love so many characters so mm-hmm. much. Also, happy birthday, Oscar Isaac! Happy we'll birthday, Oscar Isaac! <laughs> she has been singing happy birthday to him in the comments, and I love it. Mooney, all right, y'all, <laughs> hit me up at Brandon Davis BD. Follow at Phase Zero CB. Share the show with your friends, and uh, the drought is almost over. See ya. <laughs>